I want to thank God for your lives. And to thank you for coming to church. The Bible says when the time is about to end, or when the time is about to end, we must be at church regularly. We must be at prayer meetings where God's people are gathered we must be found there as a way of, as a way of preparing ourselves for the second coming of the Lord so I thank you for coming to church you, you will not live here the same God will give you a word he will also give you the opportunity to dine with him this morning. So you will never live here the same. You will receive the abundant grace of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Beloved, the test rest for us is taken from uh, Revelation chapter 2. And I want to read from verse 2 to 5. I know your deeds and your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Verse 5. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. And I wanted to discuss the topic be steadfast and focus in the law. Be step up and focus in the law. Focus in the law. Christian life 
It's a journey. It is easy to start, but very difficult to finish. And you know that if you don't finish, you will not receive the crown of life that you are expecting from God. And for you to win the race, you must also run with endurance. And be ready to suffer hardships and challenges. Jesus never promised that we will have it easy. Rather, he told us we will suffer. And we must carry our cross. It is only then that we will be able to make it to heaven. And for you to also run the race, you must do it according to the rules. And the rules are the words in the Bible. For you not to be disqualified on that day, you must run the race of Christianity according to the rules. Beloved, that was why when Paul was writing to Timothy, he said to him, Timothy, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ no one who is serving as a soldier gets entangled with civilian affairs but rather try to please his commanding officer when you are a soldier of Christ you must behave like a soldier of Christ a soldier should not behave like a civilian they must see you as a soldier so if you are a Christian you must behave like a Christian they must not see you as a pagan this is what that Paul is saying and verse 5 says similarly anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. Because when you are running in a track, you must keep your track. And that is the rule. When you go astray, you will be disqualified. It means that when you say you are a Christian, you must walk like a Christian. You must behave like a Christian. When you go astray from the rules, 
you will be disqualified. So as Christians, we must run the race of Christianity according to the rules. We should also count the cost. You must count the cost. When you want to be a true Christian, you must count the cost. You must be ready to pay the price as a true Christian. Because if you don't do that, you will not qualify for eternity. Again, that is why Jesus himself, when you read Luke chapter 14, verse 27 to 30 the Lord says and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple suppose one of you want to build a tower won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. So verse 33 says, in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, everything you have cannot be my disciples. In, in short, what the Lord is saying is that you must be ready to pay the price. Beloved, there are many Christians today who are walking this Christian journey. They have become weak, slack, or lukewarm. And some have even backslided from the Lord because they are not ready to pay the price as true Christians. That is why Paul advises us in Galatians 6 verse 9 Paul says let us not become weary in doing good in doing good for at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up today you are suffering today you are struggling but you are steadfast and focused in the Lord today you are going through some pains for the sake of the Lord the Lord wants me to tell you this morning there is a harvest time for you if you do not give up today you are in church you are giving you are praying fasting and supporting people 
All these are not in vain. The Lord will surely repay you. He will re reward you at his appointed time. Beloved, in Revelation 2, chapter 2, verse 2 to 5, the Lord Jesus commanded the, the members of Ephesus church, the church of Ephesus, he commanded them. He said, you are hard working. You are very committed. You persevere. You hate evil doers. You've done a lot of things. And I know all this. I know you very well. But you see, I have something against you. I have something against you, a woman. I have something against you, a man. What I have against you as your Lord and Savior is that you have forsaken your first love. You are no more committed as you were before. My daughter, my son, I am your Lord. When you started this Christian journey, you were so prayerful. Your heart was panting for me. You fasted and prayed. You were giving to the church. But today, where are you? If you don't go back to your first land, I will come and remove your lampstand from each place. I wanted to reflect on this. In Christianity, reflection is very, very important. I always say the reflection is very, very important. Reflection in your, in, on your Christian love, your commitment to the Lord, what the Lord is telling us this morning is there. There was a time you were like this. And I love it. But today, you are no more like that. Repent. Tell someone, repent. You see, at the time that the Lord was speaking to the church of Ephesus, the church became a ritualistic church. It became a ceremonial church. At first, they were on fire for the Lord. The members were on fire, fire, fire. So the Lord saw and said, oh, but you started very well. Why are you doing this? As a church, you started very well. As an individual, you started very well. Why have you changed? This is what we have to reflect upon. 
Beloved, at first, the church of Ephesus was filled with the Spirit of God. When you study the Bible, they were on fire. They spoke in tongues. They were so committed. Evangelism was there. They were winning souls. But it changed. They were panting for the Lord. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, everything is about Lord Jesus and Lord Jesus and Lord Jesus. They change. My sister, my brother, do you think you are still panting for the Lord? It is sometimes when you are coming to church the way you walk to church. Shows that you are no more committed. You are no more panting for the Lord. The Lord sees all these things. The members of the church were giving and giving and giving to support the work of the Lord. That was what they were doing. But it came to a point. They slacked. They were attending church services. Always gathering together to promote the kingdom of God. Beloved, from the beginning, the church of Ephesus, the members were morally upright. They had reverence for the Lord. They fear the Almighty God. But it came to a point they relaxed. They always studied the Bible. They were studying the Bible, studying the Bible. But some, some, some of us, but today, we don't even see the Bible before we go to work. And even when we come back in the evening, we don't even bother to open the scriptures. And the Lord is asking, What is happening? When we started Christianity, you were so prayerful. Today, you don't even pray before going out. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Then you are gone. But at first, you were so prayerful. You knelt down and prayed, Lord, and pray and pray and pray. What is happening? What is happening to you? The Lord has asked me to tell you to repent. At first, you gave and gave and gave to support the church. But today, you have decided, oh, come on. I don't have time for that. Let them do it. And Jesus is asking, ah, what is happening to this my daughter, this my son? The members of the Ephesus church were so committed to God. But they relaxed. And the Lord sent a message. Hey, you started very well. You were committed. 
You persevere for my own name. You hate evildoers. You are excellent. But today, when I look at you, you have changed. My daughter, my son, repent. Otherwise, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place. What is the meaning of removing the lampstand from its place? It means that your influence as a Christian the Bible says we should be salt and light so if you are no more committed to the Lord your influence your impact and your glory will be taken away that's what the Lord is saying I pray for you this morning may the Lord not take away your lifestyle may the Lord not come and take away your lifestyle hallelujah Amen. so beloved let us understand that we should not allow anything to keep us away from the first love that we have for the Lord. There are some Christians a small sickness takes them away to a malam to a juju man to all sorts of rituals the Lord said no you have a first love for me be steadfast and be focused I am your Lord there are some people a little financial problem financial challenge I don't have money. So let me forget about Christianity. What if I get it, I will take it. And the Lord said, no. Be focused. Be steadfast. So that you will not miss the crown of life. There are some young ladies because of financial needs that they start prostitution. The Lord is saying no. Persevere. Stay focused. Remain loyal and holy. And I will come quickly to help you. There are some people little offense from a neighbor. A comment, a mere comment. Maybe a comment by the pastor. It keeps them away. There's this lack. They become lukewarm. They are offended. I will not do it again because the pastor made this comment. No. Be focused. Stand steadfast so that you don't miss the mark. So that the Lord will not come and remove your lampstand from its place. There are some people mere enviness. Enviness. Yeah. Yeah. 
You see, I envy my sister. I envy and envy. I want to be like her. For that reason, let me go my own way and make it. The Lord says, No. Please stand firm and be focused because I am coming soon. There are some people, their personal interest, personal interest takes them away from their first love for God. The Bible says, seeking for the kingdom of God and all other things shall be added. So when you are seeking the Lord's first, you will not put your personal interest first. My brothers and sisters, the warning from the Lord is that I am coming quickly and my reward is with me. Let us also understand that when you, when you, are, when you, are, you are doing something good and good and good, when you change and begin to do evil, all the good that you did earlier will no more be counted because of the evil one you have started. Amen. That is God's principle. So you started Christianity very well, very committed, prayerful, paying your time, doing everything well, have fear for the Lord, that at the point you change, today you don't care, you don't pray, you don't pay your time, you don't do anything, no one should disturb me. The Lord is saying that you are you have you you have you have you have you have missed your point from the first love. The first love. Go back to it. If you don't go back to it, I am coming to remove your lampstand. When your lampstand is removed, it means that you are on the way to hell. Because you are no more useful. You don't have any value before God. So, my sister, my brother, keep your first love. Tell your neighbor, keep your first love. Keep your first love. Let me bring this sermon to a close by giving you some examples. Jesus was going around villages and towns preaching about the narrow gate. How people or Christians should be ready to suffer and struggle and make it to heaven. He was busy teaching people. Then some Pharisees came to him. And said, hey, man, run away from here because Herod wants to kill you. If I were Herod, I would have run away. 
But the Lord said, Listen, go and tell that force that I am working for the Lord today, tomorrow, and the third day. For three years, I have a mission to fulfill. So I am not afraid of Herod. Fear of Herod should not distract me. Because I am focused, I am selfless, and I must achieve my goal. Beloved, as a Christian, you must be determined before you can make it to heaven. One thing that I always tell the Lord is that I don't need anything. What I need is that when I leave this world, I must find myself with you in heaven. Because if you are here and you think that the world, the whole world should be for you, be your property. You will die very soon and go to hell. But for you to make it to heaven, the Lord is saying, keep your first love, be determined, be steadfast, be focused, and make it. So when they told him, leave this place, for Herod want to kill you. Say, no. I will keep driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day I will reach my goal. Because he has, he has a mission. What mission do you have in this world? If you don't have any goal, any mission, you will live anyhow. But if you have a goal in this world, as a Christian, you will be determined. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. I am focused. We can also take the example of Joseph. Joseph knew the Lord. He related himself well with the Lord. He knew where he was going after this world. So when Potiphar's wife decided to make him go astray, Joseph said, no. I will not commit this sin against my God. So he refused to sleep before the first wife. He refused because he knew there was a God who has a place for him. Young man, young lady, are you determined? Are you focused? Oh, young man, you just sleep with me. No, no that is oh. nothing. Fornication is nothing. Well, well, you take it cool. easy. Let's just oh, enjoy it. Oh, come on. Let's just enjoy If Joseph had slept with Potiphar's wife, 
he wouldn't have become Mazu. the prime minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Keep your first last. So Joseph said, no. Never. Never. Yeah, people are doing it. Other guys and other ladies are doing it. I will not do it because I have a God and I have a place to go. The other day, Job was suffering and suffering and suffering. And people came around, come on, you curse God and die. You say you are committed to God. Pray ye three times a day. What is wrong with you? Job said, hey, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. And he will come down to this earth. And I will behold him with my eyes and not another. You see, as a Christian, this is how you must live. Christians should not live anyhow. Christian, a Christian, a true Christian must be focused and determined. So Job refused to commit sin against God. Though he suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered, he refused. Because he knew he knew what he was doing. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to the golden image, they were God's people. They were children of God. But the king said, come on, forget about your God and bow to this God. He said, no. We will not do it. Even if our God cannot save us, we will not bow to this God. Today there are some Christians. Something little. They will go home and pour libation. Some, some, some are here. Hello. On 31st, I will take a car and be going around our hometowns. I will go to Kaji and say, her sister, I won't, I won't come here. Has she come here? Hallelujah. Amen. Please, I'm telling you the truth. There are some Christians among us. Any little little they go and pull a base. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, No, we have a God. We can never go astray from this God. Because they were steadfast and focused. They knew what they were doing. Daniel was put in a lion den. Because of his, 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 his worship of God. God was faithful to him. He was not eaten by, uh, eaten by the lions. He refused to worship a human being, King Darius. And God save him. May this faithful God save you. May the Lord deliver you. 
Beloved, finally, I want to remind us once again that God is saying do not let us not get weary in doing, in doing good things in being faithful to God at the proper time at the proper time yes today you are struggling you are struggling you are fasting you are praying you are giving you are attending prayer meetings but don't get weary at the proper time the Lord will visit you finally Ephesians 5 verse 14 says wake up sleeper rise from the dead and Christ will shine upon you so if you are here you have become weary slack and lukewarm I tell you as you receive this word this morning and you come here to eat this bread and drink this wine may the Lord empower you energize you shall we rise and pray hallelujah I hear thy word, my God. God, God to thee. Parkly, see the precious blood that flows Calvary. Oh, I hear. Thy welcome voice that calls us belong to thee. Oh, Father, see that precious blood that flows on Calvary. send his message to you. I don't know your heart. I don't know your mind. I don't know you. But the word of God has come to you. You have received the word. And if you think that no, what I'm doing now is like if I'm not careful, the Lord will come and remove my last time. So, Lord, I want you to empower me. Re energize my Christian life. I want you to come forward. Let's pray for you. Come forward. Let's pray for you. Let's pray with you. Lord, I want you to energize me. You see, 
reactivate my Christian life. Understand that very soon Jesus is coming again. So these are the words that we must listen to these days. Again, prepare. So the Lord is inviting you to come. We want to pray with you. Lord, I have come to your altar this morning. Let it be a testimony before you that I came out from among the people and I stood at your altar. I came out from among the crowd and I came out before your altar because I know that I need you. I need your empowerment because I am slug. I am lukewarm. I have gone astray. So Lord, help me. So if you think that you need the Lord, you need the Lord to empower you. Come forward, let's pray with you. Come and take control of every situation that is Lift up your hands, lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Congregation, stretch your hands toward them. 